Hello and welcome to Twin Talk. This is Angie and I'm here with my sister Joy and we are going to be discussing a couple of books that we'd like to recommend to you and each other. So Joy, I think I'll let you go first. Okay. And what is the name of the book you would like to recommend? Okay, so I chose a John Grisham book and probably Mm. most of our listeners are familiar with John Grisham. One thing that's cool about John Grisham is he's from Jonesboro, Arkansas or he was born there. But I believe he is like some big uh, antebellum-type mansion or something in Mississippi, I think. Seems like I read that somewhere. Anyway, so that's kind of cool that he was born in Jonesboro. Um, And I have read several of his books. Have you read any John Grisham books that you know of? Not a lot, but I'm definitely a John Grisham fan. Okay. How many would you say you've read? Like two or three? Like three, probably three. Okay, that's kind of how I am. I think I've read um, A Time to Kill. Mm Mm-hmm. The Sycamore Row that I'm about to, uh, I've probably read five or six, I would say. I can't think of them all off the top of my head, yeah, but funny. I would say five or six. I can't think of the there. names, but if you said the name, like, okay, did he write A Painted House? Yes, and that's another okay. one I would, as a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I was going to suggest to you that we do a podcast over Okay, Painted I've read House. A Painted House, and then the one, I did the one with, um, I think I read A Time to Kill, and then there was one more that I read, and I, Maybe you, The Firm, or... Uh, Rainmaker, Pelican Brief. I think it I have, Rainmaker. It might have been Rainmaker. I, I can't remember. But anyway, they were all good. So we've both read a few, but we're not... We're both John Grisham fans, I guess, but mm-hmm. maybe we're not, like, just super fans that right. have read every single novel, and we can't wait for the next one to come out. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of hit and miss. But I did have... Um, I did have someone say they had read this book and how they really liked it. And I was like, oh, okay, I want to try that. So it's called Sycamore Row, written by John Grisham. It was published in 2014. And um, when I first heard it was kind of a sequel to A Time to Kill, it's about, do you remember, is it Jake? Brigance, Brigance, I can't remember how to pronounce it from the movie. Did you see A Time to Kill the movie? And it was like Matthew McConaughey played the main character. It was about the little black girl that got raped and um, the dad went and killed the rapist and he was on trial. Yes, I remember that. Gosh, it's been a long time since I watched it. Basically, what that is is do you remember that lawyer? Mm -hmm. He's basically stayed in that town. He's had a law practice for years and years and years. And he's like, oh, I'll never have another case like that. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Mm. It's not quite that dramatic, but I'm going to go ahead and read the summary here so you'll have an idea what it's about. It says, number one, New York Times bestseller John Grisham returns to the iconic setting of his first novel, A Time to Kill, as Jake Brigance finds himself embroiled in a controversial trial that exposes a tortured history of racial tension. Um, Seth Hubbard is a wealthy white man dying of lung cancer. He trusts no one. Before he hangs himself from a sycamore tree, Hubbard leaves a new handwritten will. It is an act that drags his adult children, his black maid, and defense attorney Jake Brigance into a conflict as riveting and dramatic as the murder trial that made Brigance one of Ford County's most notorious citizens just three years earlier. Hmm. The second wheel raises many more questions than it answers. Why would Hubbard leave nearly all of his fortune to his maid? Had chemotherapy and painkillers affected his ability to think clearly? And what does it all have to do with the piece of land once known as Sycamore Row? Hmm. So here's what I love. It's set in the South. We love books set in the South. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kind of in a rural setting. 
And the whole, that's what the story's about, is about this guy that kills himself and leaves a new will, and he leaves his fortune to a black maid and cuts his children out of his will. Hmm. And, of course, intriguing. Jake... Very intriguing. <laughs> yeah. And Jake has to sift through the history, and why would he do that? And was he in his right mind? And it's very fascinating as the story unfolds why he left it to the maid. It's... it's uh, See, I don't want to say too much because... Is this a recent read or uh, is this I probably read this a few months ago. I mean, mm-hmm. it was published in 2014, but I mm-hmm. haven't gotten around... You know, like I said, I was talking to somebody and they're like, we were talking about good books. He's like, well, I just read Sycamore Row and it was really good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll try it. And like, I'm pretty behind, you know, seven years later. <laughs> but, well, I didn't um, realize that Time to Kill was his first book, so... Yeah, but mm-hmm. I'll just say, because I don't want to talk too much about it, because, mm-hmm. you know, I feel don't like I've been giving stuff away. Mm-hmm. I love the book. Hmm. I thought it was really good. I love how the story unfolded, and I love how it's all connected at the end and how you really understand why he gave it to the maid. Now, I will say this. If I were to start reading, this is kind of making, honestly, mm-hmm. this is making me, reminding me, I've kind of forgotten about John Grisham. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of making me think, oh, I'd like to go read some the books I've never read Mm -hmm. but saying that I almost feel like I'd want to read them from the beginning in Mm -hmm. in sequence I don't um, think that really matters with because, his, no, okay, because so, usually it's a different main character who has no, oh, this okay, is just, they don't really build on each other no, at all, okay, this is unique in that, I mean I don't know because I'm not a John Grisham expert, but mm-hmm. as far as I know, this is the only time he, the main character mm-hmm. he's had a the sequel, had a sequel. Okay. with the same main character. Yeah, as far as I know, and I'm probably will probably get people writing or saying or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, no, there's this and this. But as far as I know, okay, yeah, usually they're not related at all. Okay, the characters. Yeah. So yeah, but you've you've wet my appetite because yeah. I love John Grisham. Mm-hmm. So and I will say, mm-hmm. out of all the books I've read by him, A Painted House. And now this one, Sycamore Row, are probably my top two favorite. Well, that's funny you said that because paint, a painted house was my least favorite. Because, oh. and I I don't know why I liked it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a break from, you know, a, uh, yeah, the I've, law. And yes. I just liked it because it's, it was it's based. different from his other books. Yes, yeah. and it kind of goes back to the time period where he grew up in Arkansas. Yeah, so. and it talks about sharecropping. And mm-hmm. I thought that was all interesting. Yeah. And it's, I don't it know, seemed I very liked, realistic. I liked A Painted House. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not one of my all-time favorite books, but mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite John Grisham books. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Anyway. That's really all I have to say about it, because like I said, I can't go too deep into Mm. it, because I don't want to give spoiler alerts, but I really think you'll like it if you read it. So, lots of twists and turns. Yes, it's just, to me, it's just, you're like, how in the world did he go from leaving his fortune to Mm -hmm. his kids to this black maid? Were you satisfied with the ending? Very. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's like justice was served and everything was as it should be. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. There has a nice, wonderful ending. That's good because I don't like books when you walk away going, what? Why? Like Mexican Gothic. Right. I'm like, what? Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, what's the book you're going to recommend? Okay. So, I'm going to recommend a book that everyone has heard of and it's called Heidi. And Mm -hmm. I seriously doubt there's many people who's never at least heard of the book Heidi. Um, I actually own two co- uh, copies, and just while I go, I ran downstairs and grabbed my copies, and one's 1944 and one's 1954 copyright. Wow. Now, the actual book was written, it was first published in 1881. Oh, I did not know it was so yeah, old. Yeah, it's very old. So, uh, so Heidi is a work of children's fiction published in 1881 by Swiss author Joanne, Johanna Sp- Spirey. 
and it was originally published in two parts. I didn't know this. So the first part was called Heidi, Her, Her Years of Wandering, Wandering and Learning. And the second one was called Heidi, How She Used What She Learned. Mm. So it's interesting that now it's just a novel is all combined into one novel. But mm-hmm. anyway, basically, it's it's one of those books that, it, you know, you know how I like classics. And it, um, but it's, it's one of those books that, um, to me, it's just a refreshing read. If, if you want to kind of an escape, mm-hmm. like from the dark and dreary, just kind of the times we live in and, you know, listen to the news and all the bad stuff, mm-hmm. go read Heidi. Exactly. Yeah, go read Heidi. I mean, if, if you want to, I agree. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. uplifting. It's, mm-hmm. you're away from technology. This book takes you away from technology well, and the cares of this world. It's all, okay, so, okay, so just a real quick summary of what it's about. So it's about a, a five-year-old girl, girl orphan. Here we go. No parents. No parents. Yeah, common common Very thread common throughout thread. all our books. So basically a little girl, she has no parents. Uh, the aunt gets a job, so she basically hauls her up to Switzerland up on the Alps where her where Heidi's grandfather is living. Mm-hmm. Well the grandfather is this horrible person. Oh, well, you're led to believe that anyway mm-hmm. in the beginning, but he's just very, very angry. Gruff, yeah. He's very he's angry at the world. He's very gruff, and she basically just puts her at his doorstep and runs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Heidi uh, grows up with her grandfather, and she but she is it the Swiss Alps? It's in said? the Swiss Alps, yeah. and they actually call him the Alm Uncle because even for the even for the the area that they live in. It's very remote. They're in the mountains, but he lives even further up. Mm-hmm. The, so he lives in a very, very remote part of the mountains. Mm-hmm. And like the, you know, even the people in the town are like, what's he doing up there alone in the winters by himself? Mm-hmm. And of course, they all think he's this really gruff person. And there's rumors that he's killed someone and all this. But anyway, Hattie's very happy to live with him. She loves her grandfather. They develop a really close bond. But, uh, her her aunt comes back, takes her away from the grandfather because she has been offered a, a position for Heidi in um, Germany or somewhere with a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. She'll just be a companion to this this wealthy family's daughter. Mm-hmm. So she becomes a companion for this this daughter. But while she's there, she's extremely homesick for. Uh, her grandfather she misses the Alps she misses the goats she misses her friend Peter and anyway um but it's very it's 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 really sad what she has to endure when she's Mm -hmm. living because she's so she's not at home at all she's uncomfortable she's having to uh, she's learning a whole new way of of social etiquette in life and it's totally foreign to her from what she's used to running Mm -hmm. barefoot up on the Alps anyway but the the good the best part of the story is that she does end up getting get to go back with her grandfather and because of her experience with this little girl like a miracle happens mm-hmm. and so to me it's a story about how sometimes in our lives god puts us in these situations that we're like why am i having to go through this mm-hmm. and why is this happening to me um but in the end you can see all you can see god's fingerprints and his design all through it mm-hmm. that he was there all along and there was a purpose for it mm-hmm. and so this is one of those books it's it's almost a it's, it's just got a really good message behind yes. it and it's especially if you're a christian or a believer i i believe that i believe personally this this author was a Christian. Now, I may be okay, wrong. I looked at it from that perspective. I may be wrong, but mm-hmm. if you really pay attention to the story and the details, 
uh, she's showing that God's hand was with Heidi through this all. Mm-hmm. And because of it, he, a miracle happened and, and, and he was. Kind of uh, reminds me of Joseph in the Bible. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like, so uh, anyway, it's just, and but what I personally love about it, not just that it has such a great uplifting story and the, and the Heidi's such a, uh, she's just so positive mm-hmm. and just so sweet, sweet, and she, and she's just she loves life and mm-hmm. she's just a, got a pure spirit. Mm-hmm. But what I love about it is just the descriptions of the Swiss Alps. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just you're you can just. It makes you, of course, you know, it's one of those books that makes you want to go visit Switzerland, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to go see where Heidi lived, you know. But <laughs> um, anyway, it's just the scenery and the setting. I love the, I, I love everything you're saying, like mm-hmm. the setting, the Swiss Alps, this pure little girl. I just love the simplicity yes. of their life. Yes. They eat bread and cheese and mm-hmm. drink milk. She goes out and watches the goats and Her picks flowers. Her day is flowers. spent with Peter uh, watching the goats yes, play up on the, the mountains. Yes, they're in the sun and the wind mm-hmm. and... I just love, you know, sitting here, you know, in a warm, we're sitting in your bed and, mm-hmm. and you know, we've got air conditioning on and all that, you know, and I, mm-hmm. it's easy to go, oh, that sounds so awesome until you get there yeah. and you have no air conditioning, yeah. no heat, but doesn't that sound so liberating just yeah. getting away but, from everything and just kind of enjoying that, just being outdoors. And, and not, the one thing that you're kind of hitting on a point, I don't know if this is what you're getting at, but the... The author does a really good job of portraying life in the Swiss Alps as mm. opposed to life in a formal mm-hmm. uh, setting, a formal social setting, or mm-hmm. a higher what am I trying to say? Higher economic yeah. social circles. Yeah. Uh, so, what it's like to live, uh, kind of to me, I take it as God didn't intend for us to live in this rigid lifestyle where your, your fork has to be at a certain spot and you have to eat at a certain time. And, and I really feel like she, he intended us to live a little bit more life. That's a little bit more freeing and not set on our, our social uh, yeah. rules. If yeah. That makes sense. Like there's so much ambi- you know, education is almost like an idol, you know? Yes. Yes. And it's, it's, they're like a slave to education yes, and formality. Yes. Mm-hmm. In this book, this family was a slave to almost being to, the, to being to their wealth, etiquette, mm-hmm. well, yes. education, and there's nothing wrong with those right, things. And right. we need to be educated. Hello, right. I'm a teacher, but, but it just shows. I just even... feel like sometimes mm-hmm. parents, teachers, me included. I, you know, I'm sure I've been guilty of this that we put so much emphasis on mm-hmm. education that we sometimes forget the important things of life. Right. Uh, yes, education is yeah. important. I'm not saying that, but I almost feel like it's a, an idol in some people's life. Mm-hmm. You know, their their whole life's about getting. That next degree, that next oh, and there's thing kids that, who go into depression because they didn't get all A's. Yeah, they know? didn't get that A. I just yeah. feel like we put too much mm-hmm. emphasis on education sometimes. Yeah, but it, yeah. So the bottom line is when you know Happy was or Heidi was placed in two separate social settings, mm-hmm. and the place that she truly was the happiest. Yeah, it was a huge contrast yes. between with her grandfather in the Alps and this you a know wealthy family, very yes. rigid formal mm-hmm. wealthy family setting yeah and which one was she happier in of course yeah, in this was, book she's happier in, in the, the Swiss place Alps. where she didn't have the uh all the accommodations and the luxuries mm-hmm. and the you know all she had was her little loft to sleep in with in her mm-hmm. little ghost to play with and the she milk had and freedom she, she ate and she had it was her freedom it yeah. was her freedom yeah. and being with family exactly yeah. very well put so yeah. highly recommend Heidi and it's you know and one of the things I read is that it, it's a book for 
uh, people who love children, and I thought, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. It's it is. Um, and, oh, I now love thing, that movie. We watched the movie not too long that's ago. That's what I was Angie talk and I about. watched them. Oh, I didn't know you were going to talk about it. I love the movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thank you for mentioning that because uh, so basically, I do want to recommend. It's funny, uh, you know, we've talked about this many times. Like, well, was how true was the movie to the book well mm-hmm. if the there is a now there's tons of Heidi movies and mm-hmm. short story uh, films there's just a ton of them but the one I recommend is called Heidi and it's a 2015 film um is la, 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 la. um I'm trying to I'm not sure exactly where you can it's just called Heidi but the, the when we watched it was a um, a DVD or do we watch it uh, on Netflix? I don't that's remember. That's what where I can't remember. It. But uh, just to real quickly, I do have a little summary. It says Heidi is a 2015 Swiss family film directed by Elaine Gosponer, G S P O N E R. Um, anyway, it stars the little girl that plays Heidi. Her name is Anouk Anouk Stefan. Okay. So I don't know what nationality she is, but so if you basically if you just googled Anouk A N U K S T E F F E N, you would find the correct Heidi film. But it was produced in 2015. But anyway, the this version, this film is so close to the original mm-hmm. story. It's not even funny. I mean, so if you when you watch the film, you've basically re- you've basically yeah. read Heidi. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's that close. Right. And the little girl's amazing. She's a oh, really she good actress. And the setting, did didn't you think the village and yes. the cabin and the grandpa the grandpa they cast him so well. Oh, mm-hmm. it was all I mean, so like if you read this book and you're hoping to find something that portrays it, mm-hmm. watch this film. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, we watched yeah. it not too long ago. And it is, a, and I've seen, I guess I've seen, that's the second version I've seen of Hottie. But yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I highly recommend it. That's all, that's all I had. Okay, so I guess in, uh, to cap it all up, um, I highly recommend uh, Sycamore Row by John Grisham. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I highly recommend Heidi. It's, it's one of those books that's now, like. who wrote um, that again? Uh, Joanna, Johanna Spyri, S-P-Y-R-I. I don't know how to. Could it be Johan? It could be. Because yes. I know a it's, lot of times she's... the J is pronounced like a Y. Yes. It, yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you said that because I honestly don't know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. J-O-H-A-N-N-A. Oh. Yeah. I don't know she's, then. She's Swiss. Okay. I don't so, know. I just know sometimes that J in some languages yeah. is pronounced like a Y, like Johan. We'll have to find out how to pronounce and it. just but. FYI, Joy, mm-hmm. I do collect Heidi books. Yes, and she has two really cool yeah. ones. I wish so, we need to upload the pictures. It's funny because I've, people They're have asked me, cool. well, I've seen books. I've, I've had several people tell me, I know you collect these old children's books, mm-hmm. but I never knew if you had that one. And my answer is always this. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I once I find a book I love, mm-hmm. okay, so for example, Robin Hood and Heidi. Mm-hmm. I can't have too many. I right. want I want every version there yeah. is. So get it for me. Well, <laughs> I would love it if you would take a picture of those and okay. upload it to our website because they are really cool. I and that, yeah. I especially love that one in your left hand right there. Yeah, we'll, we'll upload it so the listeners can see it. It's yeah. really cool. I, I mean, my goal in life would be to have every cover that's ever been made for Heidi mm-hmm. and you and I were just talking before this podcast but I still don't understand why there's so many different covers for children's books I don't understand why one book alone might have all 25 can, different covers all I can think of is just mm-hmm. throughout the years as they're republished over and over they just do a new cover every time I guess so yeah I don't know and when yeah. you know it's a really old book and they yeah. 
publish them every five, ten years yeah. or whatever because they're so popular. So, I think they just get a new cover every so time. So that's what's so I mean, cool is you can literally collect. You might have ten of these, and they're going to all be a different right. cover. So that's what's, that's one thing I like about yeah. collecting books. Well, I absolutely love the cover on yeah, that one. it so. is cool. Okay. okay, well, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Twin, Twin Talk. Talk.